Welcome to episode 79. That's a lot. Of Story Mode Video Game Podcast, the official podcast of StoryModeGaming.com. I'm your host, Tom Clancy's Jesse Munro, and I'm joined tonight by Tom Clancy's Josh Recon <laughs> and Tom Glancy's Keelhawks. All right, all right. This, bit, this bit's gone too far already. Yeah. I'm feeling it. I'm offended. Well, you should. What? Does Tom Clancy write these books still? Like, are any of these games actually based on books? What's the Tom Clancy thing anymore? What? Tom Clancy die. I believe so, yeah. Quite a while ago. Oh, no. Friend of the show, Thomas Clancy. Oh, that is really sad. Uh, I I think they just have an agreement set up with his estate, Ubisoft, to just use his his name. Yeah. Oh, Uh, yeah. He died in 2013. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. His name lives on in infamy. Of course. For being just at the start of every Ubisoft game. Ubisoft, uh, Tom Clancy's Assassin's Creed or something like that. <laughs> it well, happened. got the show to, to Obama. Tom Clancy died. We didn't know. It's <laughs> seven years later. We had no clue. How are we doing? Uh, aside from that clearly heartbreaking news. I'm devastated. Uh, devastated. Oh, no, I'm so That's sorry, I'm guys. Yeah, Jesse, what? you got your gin and juice there. Yeah, this is this is for you, Tom. Pour one out. Yeah, Keelan. But into my mouth. Are you just are you just sipping on water tonight, man? I'm just drinking water tonight. That's all. You're not on the up and Actually, go- you're not on the up and goes? No, not in the up and goes. But speaking of dairy beverages that are terrible for you, there is a traditional South African dessert alcoholic beverage called a Don Pedro. I don't know if you guys have heard of that before. No. No. But basically you use a dairy based uh liqueur, something like Bailey's. Uh, Kahlua works as well. Amarula, um, you mix that with ice cream and just straight up regular cream, and you blend oh, it all I've together. Had, I've had one of these before. It's oh, oh, yeah, they're good. What a treat. beautiful! But sorry, before when you said a traditional like dairy-based um, South African alcoholic drink, I thought you were going to say Bailey's Irish cream. I'm like, <laughs> I've got some news about that one. You not from South Africa? It's uh, you're you're meant to use Amarula, but you can use any. Thing. So Bailey's is real nice with it, but honestly, Kahlua mixed with Bailey's is the best combination. It's so nice. All I remember whenever I think about Bailey's, I think of schoolies and drinking it with um, cocoa pops every morning. Terrible. It's not. Oh, what milk, if I could dude. still? I honestly, what if I could still? It's not <laughs> milk, dude. You can't do, use it. Like but it's milk esque. It's milk like. You know, it's the same color as milk. <sighs> I think that's where it ends. Josh, how are you doing? <sighs> no, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Dealing with lockdown, um, hopped on the bus for the first time, been playing that Fortnite. You're getting into Fortnite? Yes, yeah. Hell yeah. Good. Um, got a good dub together. Mm. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Um, no, I'm really impressed with it so far. I'm just having having fun, just messing around in that, playing with mates and stuff. Um, then, of course, jumping into that 80s as well. I tell you what. Yeah. It's a great I'm game. It's a great game. What are you up to? Um, I beat Megara. Um, I'm on like my third run. Fourth run, um, so I've only played Jeez, for a little bit. Okay. I've only played a little bit. Um, I just got up to her again and was getting my ass kicked when I put the controller down. So, we'll see how we go. But um, no, having a, having, a, having a really jolly time with it so far. Not too sure about like if the characters or anything like that has grabbed me yet. Um, but I know it's a slow burn in that regard. It's so. a slow burn, and when it, it gets you, you're done. Like really? Keel and I still speak very fond. It's been a year since the game came out. And we could talk about it for ages. I know um, a friend of the show, Lockie, just started oh, playing yeah. again over on his channel on Twitch. 
and he is a freak. Is he doing like, the speed? You want to see somebody? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. He, he's doing speed runs now. Last night I was talking to him, he was doing like no boon runs and stuff like that. Like, hey, hey, what do you mean? I've seen what him do, you do mean? like revenge struggled over the finish line as well, where he never attacks any of the enemies at all. And like he just gets revenge damage to kill them all, including all the bosses. Terrifying. It's absolutely nuts. Is revenge like a curse like thing? At all. Yeah, like whenever yeah. you take damage, your enemy takes damage as well. <laughs> Jesus, oh, that's incredible. Nuts. Kill what have you been playing lately? Oh, Jesse, you'll love this one. I've been playing Bulletstorm. I'm playing the full clip edition, which came out in 2017. Oh, yeah, like Remaster. It had the Duke Nukem thing in it as well. Um, I don't know why I can't access the Duke Nukem content, but I'll figure that out down the track. Um, wow. So where are you up to? What do you think of it so far? Uh, for, for people who are unaware, <laughs> I talk about this game very fondly. This is the greatest bargain bin game I've ever played because I got it for like 20 bucks. That is, And I would happily pay full price of this bad boy. That it was, is a, it's <laughs> sick. That is a great, great term for it. Bargain bin game because that's the overwhelming taste that I have in my mouth. Not going to lie. little harsh, little harsh. It's, it's a product of its era. It is a game from 2011 and you can yeah. feel it. Like you can feel it. Um, it's... Uh, the character work is a little bit stupid. It's a little bit annoying. But once you start actually playing the game, it's fun. It, it is crazy fun. It feels good. It feels fun. You're doing these trick shots and shit. It's got this amazing list of like trick shots that you have to make to earn like points and stuff yeah. so you've always got something that you're like working towards you're like all right cool now i need to kick this guy into a wall and then i need to do this i need to shoot this one guy while this guy's suspended in the air and then i need to come back and kill that guy i need to slide tackle and then shoot this dude in the balls to get this point like it's just awesome like i really like that element of it I don't love I'll, the story I'll, just yet. Yeah. Stop I'll, following me. I'll kill your dick. You'll kill my dick. What does that even mean? It's, a, oh, it's definitely okay. a game so, I've always had my eye on, um, but the kind of the idea of it being made by Gearbox and kind of Borderlands humor kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I know this has lots of dick jokes and stuff, but pe- I, I still always may, have hope that I want people to People can shot. fly? I people think can fly. Can develop fly. this? Yeah. yeah. Who recently made... Ba- 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 Oh god, my something, um, something else. Outriders. Outriders. Okay, well, something not as good. Something fine. Something that <laughs> does the job. I forgot came out this year. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I recommend you both play. It's it's also a surprisingly tight story. Hmm. The story, like um, sort of uh, pacing wise, it reminds me of like a Titanfall two. Okay. It's it oddly, it's oddly sharp. That's a interesting comparison for you to make. Wow. Big yeah, no, j- just just in the pacing of the story, because it's it very, it doesn't span years and years and years. Deliberate. It just feels very tight. It's a small story mm. um, involving, you know, very few people, very few characters. Mm. It's really fun. And it, when you finish it, and believe me, this game has only just started to put its teeth into you. You need to get pretty far in, and there are some moments you're like, this is goddamn, this is an absolute roller coaster. Um, especially when you get all the weapon and you start to chain kills together. Yeah. It, it really scratched that same, it's just like, you know, the early Ratchet and Clank games where you're doing those different trick shots to earn achievements. So it's like, shoot, you know, five flying enemies with this gun, yeah. which is uh, something that I kind of wish that, uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart had more of. Um, 
But, you know, you're stringing together different kills with different weapons and you just feel badass towards the end. I remember in 2011 when I played the game, I had that. I wanted more of that from games. So mm. this just hit and hit hard. And I remember, like, me and my partner, I, I, I think she got it first. And said, so, you know, you'll like this. I went and bought a copy. And it's one of the games, like, one of us will start playing it and the other one will go to the other PlayStation and start playing it at the same time. <laughs> just so we can discuss where we're up to again. That's sick. That's awesome. Wholesome times. Wholesome, wholesome times. I like that, Jesse. That's a a nice, wholesome story. I will finish this game and then we'll discuss it again on a later podcast. Give me a heads up, though. You're going to be so heartbroken that this doesn't have a sequel. It ends on such a cool note. I I think it will one day. I mean, yeah, it seems to have a, you know, a soft spot. People can fly, try to do something else. Yeah. You know, they prove that they maybe can't fly, but they can sort of jump high. Jump high again, again you know. <laughs> Make a sequel. Sure. What am nice I playing one. lately? I played The Forest for the first time last night. Hey, Ooh, cool. Oh my God, that game is rad. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm really bad at it. Like, I like a survival game. I like, you know, I like sort of resource management, gathering sort of games, but I'm bad at them. Yeah. I like the idea. I like the concept. I'm just shit. And I remember last night, we built this cabin and it, you, know, you had to get like logs and stuff. It took a bit of time. And at night time, all these zombie people, whatever they are, mutants. some pissed off people, mutants, whoever, they attack at night. And it's around like evening. It's almost at the time where it's like, you, know, you should probably go sit inside your cabin, wait it out. And I'm chopping down a tree and I just see it tip the wrong way. <laughs> crushed our house. Uh, Absolute heartbreak. Good lord. Absolute heartbreak. Oh, uh, that's so funny. <laughs> and it's such a me thing to do, like in real life. <laughs> oh god. <sighs> I I love that that game has that feature in it. Like yeah. it's deliberate. You've got to be thoughtful. It. It's it's awesome. I remember. Um, um, it was. I think it's one of the only games I've actually picked up in early access, just because it appealed to me that much when it first came yeah, out. Yeah. Um, played a little bit of it, put it down, and went. This is going to be such a treat when I get back to the full game. Mm-hmm. You know, don't have a PC or anything at the moment, but uh, it's waiting there. It's a treat. Mm. I really love the yeah, atmosphere jump again. of the reveals and stuff. It's a good time. I mean, the first thing I did was, um, you know, there's a plane crash that makes you strand on this. It's an island, isn't it? Yes, I don't know. I keep going to the so. island. Maybe it's a peninsula. Whenever a plane crashes, I assume it's on an island. Um, but you can steal the um, the stewardess's fit. I'm looking goddamn sharp. My character has some legs. He's a big bearded man. He's got some legs. Hell I'm like, yeah. well, I don't know why everyone's trying to kill me. <laughs> everyone should be asking me on the day because I look good. But hey, you don't have enough legs for the people of the island, Jesse. Well, I cut off their legs and I cook them. Mm, delicious. All right. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. I, well, Jesse, when I first played that game back in early access in like 2014 or whatever, um, I was shit scared. I was terrified because I had no idea what I was doing. The concept of survival games were relatively new back then as well. And that was just so fresh and unique to me. Uh, there was you like- also... There was a mm-hmm. fear of the unknown kind of thing, you know. You right, know what exactly. Yeah. Did you also feel like scared when you're playing that game, or was it more kind of like a rote thing for you now? I'm not scared of it at all. The first time that everyone came out, I was like, "Ugh," but I'm like, "Eh, whatever." 
Fair enough. Didn't really add add much to anything. Yeah, games have changed a lot since since back then. Well, speaking of games not changing too much since the the past days, there's a game that came out uh, last week, Psychonauts Dwar, Psychonauts Two, dropped. 16 years after the original. It's been a long Unreal. time. People have been waiting for Double Fine's next uh, next Psychonauts game. And Psychonauts 1 is a much beloved game that has always been on my shame list. I've always heard people talk very fondly about it. And as a massive platforming fan myself, it's been the one that they, uh, you know, people trying to get me to play. So, first up, has anyone here played the first one? No. No, not me. I've um, it's been eternally on my backlog. <laughs> I, I think I've owned it on so many different platforms and stuff now. Um, I've just downloaded it actually today on my PlayStation the original game, um, and I'm really looking forward to giving it a shot. I hear the sequel is pretty rewarding for long-term fans. So, well, Keelan and I probably played you know a few hours into it, and we're not that far into it. Now, Keelan, I think you started playing this a little bit before myself and you kept saying, like, you know, you have some thoughts to share because the game is getting some really positive reviews. Yeah. And I have a feeling you're not quite agreeing with them. It's not, uh, you know, I don't want to say that I don't agree with the reviews. Number one, I haven't read the reviews. Number two, I'm very early on into the game, so it may well change. But what I have played so far is basically a saturday morning disney cartoon and i don't understand the negativity in your voice with that i that don't make any sense I, I'm, I'm not interested in it it's all it's no nah, it's 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 targeted to kids if i was 10 years old and i played this game i would think it would be the best thing ever the platforming is relatively solid it's not amazing or anything I mean, I've played a platformer this year, which I think is much better. Yes, I was gonna. Br- I'll bring it up a little bit as well. But Donnie unleashed. <laughs> it's a great game. God damn it! God damn it! You got me. I lost my train of thought. Josh. Apologies, man. I didn't mean to. <laughs> um, uh, but with that being said, um, there is a- an amazing like variety in the levels. It's it's humorous, but it's it's like I would play this with my nephew kind of humorous. Yeah. Not I would spend time playing it myself alone as a 30-year-old man humorous. So just like because like from the outside looking at it, it looks like a pretty edgy game. You know, it seems like people who were into Psychonauts back in 2005 um, were wearing their Invader Zim t-shirts um, and, they, you know... Um, I don't know. I, I thought maybe the writing would have a bit more of an edge that would appeal to an older demographic. Um, so it's interesting to hear you compare it to, like, compare it to a cartoon. Um, but I know just like looking at it, has that kind of gross, almost red and stimpy kind of vibe. Yes. Oh, yes. I'll get to that. Uh, that's kind of oh. that's kind of like turns me off. Um, <laughs> so I mean, just quickly, just for the uninitiated, Psychonauts. Like, what is Psychonauts? It's a platforming game. You play as Raz who is a, is a titular psychonaut. The psychonauts go into people's minds. They all have psychic abilities um, and they solve basically solve crimes. Imagine men in black, but psychic abilities. Do, uh, do you? Okay, I might be showing my age here, but 
Do you guys remember the Cartoon Network series? I think it was Cartoon Network. Codename Kids Next Door. Dude, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, all right. Codename Kids Next Door is Psychonauts, but with people's minds. Like it's I totally it's see like, that. It's the it's the same the thing. It's the designs. same concept. Yeah. The designs, the like the tone, the edginess, the like, oh, I'm cool, I'm like a secret agent, that kind of thing. Yeah. Like it's the same shit to but me. It, that makes sense. Raz is a kid. Yes. And is. I didn't quite get to the start. So the, the game takes place straight after the, the events of the first one and the VR sp- uh, spin-off Rhombus of Ruin. Dude. Um yeah. and it takes us right after that, which I, I always love with sequels when it just picks up right where it lets off. That always makes me feel good. And mm. to me a nice little touch from Double Fine was um there was a quite a solid little preamble before the game starts that explains yes. you know the events of what happened previously. I I think all sequels should have that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it does feel like a kid's cartoon now that you say that. Because he's a kid. Yeah. But yes, it does lean to that Ren Stimpy thing. Uh, Josh, you mentioned the, the grossness of things. Yeah. The first area that you go into, you <laughs> kind of, you're kind of inceptioning a character's mind. And this character is a dentist, also an evil villain. But he also like den- likes dentistry. So his mind plays out has a lot of uh, dental imagery, a lot of teeth, a lot of tongues, a lot of uvulas, uvulas, or whatever they're called, yeah. and different drills and picking tools and stuff. It has one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen in the game. I was physically okay. repulsed by it. it. There are doors that you have to use your psychic abilities on and you have to pull down like a zipper. But their teeth, their interlocked teeth, teeth that you unzip and, <laughs> that is, and they, cr- they like crack and I felt ill at the start. Now at the start of the game uh, before that the kind of preamble about the, the oh, uh, Jesse, original game right we spoke about this recently the content warning yes yes so I want to get into this a little bit I really appreciate I, th- I think content warnings are super important for games. Yes. Especially for something like Absolutely. this, because we'll get into it in a moment. The game really gets into mental illness, and it's quite interesting how it deals with it. it I actually really like it. But it also, it, it knows that some people get very uncomfortable with teeth. And it says, look, there are some teethy things in this game, especially at the start. Just a heads up. Now, the reason Kim and I will talk about it so much this week is... Um, Another game, and look, I'll bring up any any chance I can to shit in this game, I think. 12 minutes oh. didn't have one. And there's some really, really, I don't, I won't get spoiler here. Um, my review will be up on stormodegaming.com uh, hopefully tomorrow morning. Um, wait, depends on when you're listening. By the time you're listening, it'll already be up. So go on the site, have a read of it. That game deals with some really heavy, adult, intense themes, and they, they just absolutely sideswipe you. So if you are somebody who's, you know, been victim to some of these situations or, you know, just doesn't want to see it in their media, which is completely fair, it doesn't give you a heads up to be like, maybe this isn't the game for you. I can't believe that. I really thought... Games have responsibility to do that, especially we had Boyfriend Dungeon come out a few weeks Mm. ago, which there is a character that takes a bit of a left turn and it gets into sort of like a harassment territory. Um, and a lot there's a fair bit of backlash about that. So they, the creators of the game, don't know who it is, they apologized and came out and said, okay, we're going to patch one in. It's a fair call. We need, we need to do that. But 
Yeah, it, it makes it. It made the the twelve minutes thing even look look even more stark. Because look, when you make a game with a bunch of teeth in it, it's not the first thing you think of. But then, when you sit down, you kind of realize, like, look, this is pretty gross. Yeah, in a, in mm. like a very primal way. Yeah, it's confronting. I think, I think I heard that they actually had a third party um, piece through a large portion of Psychonauts too, um, and just you know give their thoughts on it as like an external party that isn't. You know, Tim Schafer, white middle-aged man kind of thing. Um, not to say that, you know, all these developers fit that description. Um, but I think it there's only good can come from having this external party come in. I know not yeah. everyone has the budget of Microsoft or Game Pass. Um, mm. But having them come in just makes the writing better. And it just makes it a better experience for everyone. Yeah, I agree. You got to nail like, that tone. You have to look after people as well. Like you, you have, like Jesse said, there's a responsibility for game developers to sort of point out this shit in their games because 12 minutes took me by surprise. Okay, yeah, I, I think I'm gonna stay horrible. away. I'm gonna stay away from 12 minutes. Then personally, I, until yeah, I see I, content I, warnings because I, I, I don't. I don't yeah, know I can there's some really like it, it. It took me by by surprise and. Uh, I, I can't imagine what playing the game would be like if that, like, you know, triggered some memories yeah. or something like that. That would be an extremely uncomfortable and distressing situation. Just I don't, Games should have. Okay, so I understand. And Keelan, you've already heard me. I had a, like an hour-long rant about this this week at work. Um, I understand that people will say, oh, well, ruined the story of the game, blah, blah, blah. Shut up. Don't care about that argument. That's a non-argument. And also, it doesn't have to. Anyway. Exactly. There should be options. There should be a built-in option into on the PlayStation or the Xbox or whatever pl- platform you're playing on where you can turn content warnings on and off. So if you turn them on, if, if you have some things that you just don't want to see in your media because games should be an escape for you, if there are certain things you're dealing with in life, you shouldn't have to then deal with them in games if, if you're just like, no, I don't want that. Why can't you turn an option to have content warnings pop up for every game? Spoiler or no. Okay, it's not going to tell you exactly what's going to happen to what character and when, but it will say, look, themes of such and such are explored here. And you can make the decision to be like, nope, not for me. And move on playing on the game. I don't know. I'm just saying Activision did that with Modern Warfare 2 in 2009 and the no russian yeah. mission so give people the choice we should have a choice I, I was really happy seeing that because one of the things this game explores mental illness in a very unique way not even just mental illness just you know things like regret and stuff like that hmm. just normal basic human sort of emotions um it goes like full inside out with them and they are embodied by like the embodiment of characters so um regret is like a flying enemy that with a big weight that it carries around and like Charming, i'm like oh that's kind yeah. of that's kind of clever i know there are ones where you have um oh i can't i can't what they are but they're like um like mental breakdowns basically they're the embodiment of a mental breakdown and Psycho what you do is you just slow them down you just slow them down and calm it down Every enemy has a certain ability you can use against it that's, you know, highly effective. I, I like that. That's really I, cool. I, I, mean, I mean, like, I'd never made the connection before, but of course, these games that are going to deal with psychological themes, the, um, man, that's what I loved about the Evil Within games. Honestly, that's what I love about 
any kind of psychological horror, really. But that's that's an yeah, interesting they, way to look at it. It, it, it. It's a really cool thing. And yeah, as soon as I knew that, and then I saw the one, I'm like, okay, they've done this, they've taken this seriously, and they, I think they're going to do it justice. And I think like, we'll get into gameplay in a moment, but I think the themes this game explores are pretty solid. Okay. And I, I kind of like the way they're doing it. And even if it is delivered in a very sort of child, childish way, I mean, look, most platformers are childish. I find that that's most why I of like it, them. I find like most of it works, but then you have things like um, the collectibles in the um, in the game, emotional <laughs> baggage. They they yeah. call the collectibles emotional baggage, and you have to collect little tags and reassociate the tags with the baggage. Now, I will say that when you do actually like associate the tags of the baggage again it's actually very satisfying and places yeah nice, that's a little cute, puzzle a little animation and like it's it's real nice but like nice. kind of trivializes something that is kind of like a heavy topic and i don't yeah. know it it feels it feels not quite on the same level with tone as the, the thoughtfulness that's put into like the enemy design like the regret thing you mentioned for instance that's great i totally understand that yeah I guess I, I imagine there's going to be a bunch of interviews and stuff with some of the developers and they'll go into why they made certain choices, why are some things enemies and some, some things aren't. Maybe it's a whole thing about like, you know, emotional baggage, something that you can kind of deal with yourself in a way. I don't, I don't know. I'm not a psychiatrist or psychologist or whatever I needed to say in that situation just then. I don't know the difference. Um, But let's get to the gameplay because it is, oh, it's dated. <laughs> What? What do you mean by David? I love platformers, though? but this is... You brought up Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, which is the new sort of uh, high watermark for platformers. Oh, yeah. If you're coming out in the same year as this game, you need to do something. Okay. And while it does the basics of platforming fine, double fine, if you will, um, it does nothing new with them. You have different psychic abilities, so you have like a blast, you could hover, um, just basic things. Annoyingly, you can only- Pyrokinesis as well, and- Pyrokinesis, you can do fire. Yeah, there's one- Annoyingly, you can only um, have four abilities set at one time, and I know by the end you have a fair few. I hate that so much. That's already becoming super tedious. I I now have five abilities- and when I need the other one, I need to then go into nope. this menu screen and nope. swap it over. And the menu screens are very confusing. That's overwhelming. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Jesse, I agree with you about the menu screen as well. So once I reach this hub world after the first introduction mission, all of a sudden they're like, okay, now you use your points to buy this thing. And then if you get this thing, then you can use some of the cards that you've been picking up that have been floating around the levels so to get an extra skill thing. And you can do this like... It's really like unnecessarily complex, like not an interesting complex, like you can plan your way through and like have interesting character builds or something like that. It's just frustrating and tedious. And There's poorly way too much in this game. And this is just a start. And what it does is you sort of get to this hub word and it just has this whole dump of information on you. You'll go up to a certain character who will be used to upgrade your abilities and there's five pages of things you can do and explain each one. It's like, you have to get these crystals. And if you get these crystals, you can buy these. If you get enough of these, you can buy them with this. I'm like, I don't, I, I'm already out. You've just explained to me it. and I'm out. I hate it. I hate it. No, I, hate I, it. I completely get that. That's something that really turns me off in these kinds of games. 
I know like getting collectibles in the, in a platform is such a core part of the experience of a platform. Yeah. But you can really wind that back. I mean, Ratchet and Clank didn't really have too many. You have your bolts. What are the And then your armor packs. Is that the ones you find in the rifts? Is that the Yeah, so you, you know, you get the gold bolts, yeah. your normal bolts. Yeah. And then your armor sets. Actually, something that as somebody who I think really really loves the, uh, like 3D platformers, like my favorite genre, 100%, like, you know, back Hell's ukulele. Um, what I, what was really disappointing to me about ukulele, to be honest, I hate having that game be kind of like this watermark for disappointment for 3D platformers because um, it really isn't that awful. Um, but a lot of the worlds were um, created with the same kind of mindset like Banjo Tooie was, where it was, we're really trying to push the expansion pack in your N64 um, and we want to make these big worlds. Um, same thing with like Donkey Kong 64 and stuff like that. And it ended up just being padding, just big empty mm. levels with nothing there, no meaningful way to interact with them. Um, and that's something that I found with ukulele where it was just big patches where I was just running towards a mountain in the distance. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't care for this. I want like, give me a tight 3D platformer. Um, it's something I didn't really find with um, Rift Apart, which is awesome. Um, like it, it, they have nice, tightly constructed levels. But I mean, even as much as I love Mario Odyssey, for example, um, it's a it's a big proponent of that. You know, there's these levels that don't need to be as big as they are. And I know they litter all the stars around and that really actually it does make it more interesting to navigate the world. And, you know, you're always stumbling upon a little secret. Um, but at the end of the day, the levels are just too big. And I, I feel that in like the core of every 3D platformer I've played recently. Um, and maybe it's just me, but do you feel like the levels here are tight, um, smaller designed, or do you feel like they are much well, more open where you'll have a lot of dead air? I was going to say, we probably, we probably haven't gone far enough Not into far the enough. game to have full levels. Yeah. But that initial mission... Story-wise, it's quite fun. It's a really interesting concept. Um, and there was a part that genuinely made me laugh out loud. Um, cool. But because you're sort of looping through somebody's memory, you sort of go through and then come back to where you were, and then you go through in a different way. And it's yeah. like, I don't. am I in the same room as I am before? Is this different? Because it's somebody's mind, it's like a mental projection, everything's a little bit weird. So you start having like these inception style parts where you're like walking up walls and stuff, which really? is cool. Yeah. But when it starts looping, it's like I'm very confused where I am. Is this an area that would have a map, or is this just whatever's happening is happening? Am, am I am I somewhere? Um, and then even later on, there are some parts. I'm not quite sure how far you are into the sort of hub area, Kiel's. Not very. But there's a part where you jump out of a window to get onto a ledge and then you're climbing across the ledge and then you get to the end of like that kind of screen and suddenly you're in, air, in an air vent and you never saw these transitions and I always feel like scenes have been missing in the game, like very small bits have been missing. Now, look, if you're a kid playing this, you're not going to notice that but because I am a bitter husk of a human being, I sort of overanalyze and I was like, oh, that's weird but yeah no, sorry answer your question haven't really got to an open area as of yet but from what i'm hearing the worlds are themselves are pretty fun i believe there's like 12 areas yeah. and the majority of them are quite interesting and yeah. different i've 
they're all got different themes and like one of them based on like a game show or something like that cool so cool. i think that's where the game's gonna open up and i'm hoping that when i start to to like it because i'm intrigued by this game it has it's exploring some very interesting themes that i'm curious to see how Agreed. they uh if they uh, stick the landing, because so far they're, they're doing pretty well, I'm, I'm impressed by that. That's the thing, Jesse. The level design in that first stage, that introduction thing, was compelling oh, enough. Teeth. It, it was gross, oh, teeth, but man. it was interesting. That fucked me up, man. And it was oh. it was just a unique, like, way of doing things that I haven't seen up until this point. So, and for that reason alone, not based off of the characters, not based off of the really i think phoned in vocal performances um, really they, I, okay I, pretty, it, I, I don't it's, rate a bit, it. it's a bit of nothing so I, far i don't rate the the characters or their the voice actors um but based off of that level design i'm gonna keep playing this game and that means there's something there that's compelling even someone that like so me who, who finds not very much redeeming in the game so i haven't discovered what it is yet but, but i like raz I think he's a cool little character and there's this whole, you know, he thinks he's going to be, he thinks he's a psychonaut and then he gets to this, this hub world and he's turned out, no, it's like, no, you're an, you're an no. intern. Like, what, you're, you're nothing here. So that makes, um, that makes things a little bit interesting. But there's one character, his girlfriend, I guess, her name's like Lily. Yeah, or Lily, like yeah. When she talks, it reminds me too much of like Dora the Explorer because she talks to the player. She's so annoying. Jessie. And it's really strange. She, she kind of like looks directly in the camera, like, "Will you help me burn all the posters down?" And I'm like, I'm waiting for like Swiper to come out or or Map to come out and help me burn all these things down. <laughs> I have one complaint about the game. We've had a few so far. One more. Um, when I was initially playing the game, I got up to that room where you have to burn the posters, right? And um, I was like, "Oh shit, I've got to go and do something else." So I turned everything off. Um, I came back a couple of days later, started playing again. But at that point, there was an instruction window that sort of tells you what to do. When you jump back into the game, that window is no longer there and nothing that you do will bring it back up. So I'm kind of like just running around here for a good like three, four minutes just fucking Weird. jumping into the water, which has, for some reason, tentacles in it. And yeah, it they try to you. grab you. I think, it, I think it's like the whole curse in your character where your family's going to be killed by oh, water in yeah, some that's, way. That's right. Yeah, you're right. So I, I think it's that, but it doesn't make any sense that that continues into somebody else's psyche. So, yes, yeah, someone else's strange. But then again, it's strange. you weren't fully in their psyche because of the mental construct put into their psyche because you have the whole office situation to start, which I love. So part of that is then Braz's... Consciousness. Yeah, but, but would it be Raz's or would it be that Mads Mikkelsen guy? Well, <laughs> the guy who runs Mads Mikkelsen because he's got cool hair and he smokes. He's Mads Mikkelsen. He, pretty Damn, much. Right. Um, so anyway, regardless, I took like five minutes to figure out what to actually do there. Um, using all my powers and stuff, I used the um, the the fire thing initially, but I didn't do it close enough to the paintings because when you get close to it, then it exact highlights same, in yellow. It highlights, and if you make it bigger and stuff, it burns all down. Exactly. So I'm like, what the fuck am I meant to do here? So it's it's not really, um, it's not inspiring a lot of confidence in me to pick it up again after I've left it off. I do understand yeah. that. You're playing on PC, Keelan? Yes, I am playing on PC. Yeah, how's it running? Um, great. Like yeah, really well. Excellent. I'm playing on my TV in 4K, 60 nice, frames. Nice, man. Oh, 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 beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. 
La dee da. And you're on nice. Series X, Jess. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Well, speaking of next gen games, oh, a decent segue. Gamescom was on last week. Remember when gaming conventions were a thing? Remember when we all had plans to go to PAX? God, I missed so much. That was a long time. Well, that's not happening. But we had Gamescom last week, and we could we could watch all of the uh, big showcases, but we watched none of them because they were all at 4 a.m. because we live in Australia. But in the morning, we did check them out, and there was a few games that caught our eyes, and we thought we'd go through probably three uh, off note. Before we do, though, Josh and Kiels, were there any other announcements at Gamescom that uh, caught your eye? Oh, I do want to say release dates. A dumb thing about um, Death Stranding director's cut and the way it's being Jet marketed. Um, Jetpack, indeed. Um, I know a lot of people have concerns that some of the things they're adding are going to like ruin the game. And it's like if you played that game through to its conclusion like some crazy stuff you're able to do crazy stuff where you weren't really on foot and stuff like it was cool the game developed in interesting ways and i I think people just need to give it a shot instead of judging it um but specifically the way this game is being marketed um the trailers that we've seen for it have always ended on a warehouse that looks very similar to the first part of metal gear solid one um, like the first screen. Don't do this to me. Don't and do the this music to me. and stuff. Like, like it's one of those things where it's like, fine, if this is how Kojima wants to market his games and it's got some kind of message about him leaving this in the past, whatever the hell he wants to do, cool. But the stinger for each of these trailers is always this same warehouse with the same kind of musical flourishes. Um, and, you know, the first one had him hopping into an orange box, you know. Um, Kojima... You shouldn't be learning from Blue Box and Abandoned, okay? <laughs> That's what they're doing to try and think that they're making your game and that you're making <laughs> a thing, that you're hand. making your game that you can't make, but you should make. <sighs> I, I just me. think it's interesting marketing-wise <laughs> that um, he wants to focus on this so much and that's kind of the big stinger. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. Um, how about you, Kill? Anything caught your eye? Um, I mean, most of the stuff that really like made me interested is stuff that we've seen before but we saw saw a bit more sifu which looks cool man i like yeah. i'm i'm still sifu? thrilled I'm, for this game like i want to play yeah. this 100% yeah sifu is a game that like you know they showed, they had the initial reveal and now i'm not hearing too much of it but then every time they come out i was like this is getting good i i yeah. like it just it just sizzling away in the background and when it drops i think People are gonna fucking love it. It looks. Oh, I hope so. It's it, fun. I love the style. It just yeah. It's, yeah. It's right I mean, up like my how alley. many how many cool martial arts games do we get these days, right? That's right. Yeah. And it has so many weird little intricacies, like the the fact that your character ages and dies, and you've got to start again from the beginning. Like, interesting, interesting. I yeah. I really want to see how that like actually comes together because that, I wonder that could ruin the game for me. But well, like, could I it be, not. or could it be like kind of like a senuous sacrifice kind of thing? Ooh. You know, I don't want to spoil yeah, things. I haven't played senuous sacrifice, but are we allowed to talk about things? Um. Yes. Sure. Spoiler yeah. warning. Spoiler I haven't finished warning. yet, but I never will. Kind of semi spoiler warning for senuous. It's a dumb thing. For a game that came out 12 years ago. (laughs) Who knows? Um, 
with that game, it has a warning at the beginning. I haven't played it um, where it says, you know, as you die in this game, there are lasting repercussions. Um, think maybe World Tendency from Demon Souls. I don't know. But it makes you think that over time you are going to whittle down Sinwa's life <laughs> and eventually you'll have to restart from the beginning. They put this fear in you. That never actually pays off and it's more of a psychological thing um, to kind of keep you on your toes and make, you know, every moment feel really intense. Um, mm. I could see that perhaps playing a role here where it doesn't really make much of a difference and maybe you'll beat it first time without, you know, passing of old age or whatever the hell happens. Um, but it's just, it's the way they advertise it kind of makes it a bit scary, you know? It's a bit of a, I don't know, it's a forbidden kind of thing in video games. They definitely they left out a bit of a hanging thread in the right. trailer, and I'm That's like, it. you know, people are going to pull that, and if they don't like the they're answer, gonna to, they're going to come to some conclusions. Oh god! But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy for that for that one, and uh, yeah, we've got like a few launch dates. We've got Horizon coming out what yeah. Feb twenty uh, February twenty twenty two. Next month. year looks goddamn stacked. <laughs> um, but look, they'll probably all get late, so. I kind of hope they do. Dude, come on, don't say. Why do you Look, hope they get as long as, Sky- <laughs> as long as Skywalker Saga doesn't get delayed again, because that would be like a full year delay now. Dude, I am so when hyped I saw for the that day- game. I, I get emotional watching that trailer. What did it say? Spring? Spring 2022 or something? I saw that and I just lost it. Like, I completely get it and having to delay it and, you know, COVID's... COVID. We're all living through it. the bitch. Kicking everyone's but- butt. Can you take a bold stance? Can I take a bold stance? Just Story ex- mode is against COVID. <sighs> Yeah, we got to stand well, up. I'll say it. I'll, I'll be the one to bloody say it. Let's do it. Um, I just think it's so interesting um, that they've delayed this game again. It makes me think, I wonder what's going on behind the scenes. I wonder if it was just adjusting to, you know, pandemic, working from home, or if it's something a little more where they really had to rework this game. Because it's pretty damn ambitious. Like, it looks pretty great. And all the new it's- voice acting as well. I mean. Oh, yeah. Cool. I'm in. Well, let's get into the, the, the meat and potatoes of Gamescom. First up, Marvel Midnight Suns. Midnight Suns sounds like a new album from The Killers. <laughs> um, this is a new game from Fire Axis. They're the team behind uh, XCOM. And this game was sort of uh, hinted to be shown at E3, I believe it was this year. And it, it just never came to be. But we knew something was coming. Um, this is obviously a Marvel game. Marvel actually approached Fire Axis to, to make this. Really? Because some of the head people in Marvel are massive XCOM fans. I, I watched a, a bit of a developer interview, and the guy was saying that he had an interview with the, the higher-ups at Marvel, and they were having they had questions about the ending of XCOM games. Like, oh, I like That's that. So I sweet. like that a lot. Yeah. Um, but the game's based on a 1992 comic series called Rise of the Midnight Sun, which has a very uh, unique Marvel team taking on a, a supernatural enemy. So when it comes to a unique team, this is what we saw so far in the trailer, and I'm sure there are a few characters I don't know their names. We had Blade, Wolverine, Iron Man, Ghost Rider, Captain America, and a new hero. They've actually created a new Marvel character called the Hunter, who will be customizable. Interesting. So like XCOM... It's, it's another, you know, tactical RPG. However, it will uh, be more of a focused single-player campaign. And something that kind of bunks me out a little bit, no permadeath. Oh, okay. 
I think that makes sense given the Marvel properties. It makes sense, but I'm like, ugh. But I mean, like, people play Fire Emblem now. I love (laughs) permadeath. Yeah, I love permadeath in games. I think it's such an interesting concept when you're running a team. But I guess with XCOM, you're sort of a step away from the action. You're like, you're giving out the orders. Mm. In this one, it's something you're playing as the hunter. Yeah. Right. Um, Did we see, how do we see this game actually like coming to fruition? Do we think it's going to be in line with XCOM? Do we think he could be commanding a little squadron from a third person perspective a la Mass Effect maybe? So yeah, we'd be a different gameplay footage. I I think so. But that would be pretty cool. I feel like that there might be something to that, Josh, because it's a Marvel property, so it's got to have like a wide appeal. And mm. I, I don't want to say the XCOM, like the, that genre, that tactical genre is like a limited audience. But then don't scope. talk shit about that genre. You're talking with me and Josh. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't want. I don't want to say Josh it's will limited, hit you, and then I will wait my turn. I'll and then do I'll it. Hit. <laughs> but you know, it, it's it's not as popular as like a big old action game. You know, and yeah. you want you want to get those people in to buy buy those games. So. Let's stop. Let's stop comparing it to XCOM. Let's start comparing it to Kingdom Battle. Okay. The, one, the true king. Oh my god! I have no idea how this is going to look. The thing I'm most interested about in a game like this is the relationship building. So there's going to be a lot of uh, focus on your conversations with other characters and how that affects your team. If that affects your team balance, or does it affect how other characters play, or do they go even further with that? This is just where my brain's at with Marvel at the moment because everything in the world is Marvel right now. Marvel's exploring the uh, multiverse more. And they showed that very small decisions can have very big consequences. I've been watching a lot of What If lately. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, is it going to be like that? Are you going to make real small decisions and they spin off and you suddenly have a different version of Wolverine, your team? Like a complete, like a comic book version, but like from a different series. Oh, dude. That would be insane. I'd, that'd be so sweet. What, you get like Tony Stark hooked on <laughs> hooked on the booze again, back on the source, that'd be, and it becomes like Ultimate be Comics rad. Iron Man. Dude, yes, <laughs> let's do it. But like, yeah, that like, yes, that'd be sick. Or like, you know, you do something, Tony dies, but you befriended somebody else, and suddenly you got Riri Williams as, um, what's her Iron Man called? Ironheart? Iron, Ironheart. Dude. Like, come okay. on. Okay, Spidey gets shot in the spine, and then- yeah. yeah, what Miles comes Captain out to America. Play. You, you piss off Captain America, and he's like, "Oh, hail Hydra!" <laughs> it's like, "Oh <laughs> man, I, I really should have been Come on, on his good side. That'd um, seeing the characters, guys. Let's Wolverine, Cap, Iron Man. Get the fuck. Who gives a shit? Blade, 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 Blade. And Ghost Rider. <laughs> Actually, you know what? You're right, Kieran. I'll rephrase that. Blade. Blade. <laughs> what the fuck is Blade doing in the game? And why, why am I so pumped for this? Dude, they want to drum up hype. Isn't Mahashala Ali or whatever playing Blade? Yeah, he's going to be the new Blade. Oh and I, I don't know gosh. how they're going to marry them into the new universe. It's going to be so... He is such a perfect yeah, actor for this. Great choice. Um, But this is going to kind of reintroduce a few characters to the world. Like, okay, we know who Blade is. We know who Ghost Rider is. But let's face it. The next wave of people who know... Marvel from, you know, the cinematic universe and the the Disney Plus shows probably aren't very well across Blade and and Ghost Rider and some of these more obscure, now obscure characters, I guess. Really excited to see how they catch on. I I think this game has some potential. It's coming on all platforms. And if you can actually have a Marvel game that's, you know, um, 
Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, what's something that the Marvel games haven't been lately? Good. Good. And you have it on all platforms. You're onto a winner here. And look, Fire Axis, the last few Axis games have been... Eh. Okay. But when they hit, they hit pretty hard. Yeah. I, I got to say, Jesse, I think I mentioned this in the pre-show, but like of the games that were announced at Gamescom, this game has such great potential. Like it's the one game that I'm like, oh shit, this could be something really, really good. I love the characters. I love the concept of playing a tactical game with these Marvel characters. I'm, I'm so into this. It could go bad though. I just I don't know how much like say is Marvel gonna have in things. Are they gonna like? I wonder. I'm gonna yeah. make a big call here. Okay. So, so there are sometimes I watch sometimes I watch a trailer and it just it gets me. I'm like, okay, if this is what you're going for and this is the world you're exploring, I'm I'm intrigued by it. Mm. Last few have been Hades. Control did that. Uh, Out of Wilds did that. Um, there's another game coming out soon. I'm completely blank on the name. You're in space. And kind of like control, but in space. That one. Yes, I remember. Um, the one. I completely remember the called. name though. Whatever, it looks good. But I'm getting the same feeling with this game. Okay. This is exploring a a world I I very much like. A, a corner of it that I don't know much about in a way that I really enjoy. Yeah. So they nail this, and the the dev um, interview I saw, the guy's like, "This was one of my favorite comic series when I was younger." Like. We pushed to do this because it's different. It's weird. Yes. He said it was like a hair metal supernatural journey, and Marvel doesn't do that often. I mean, like I've um, got, I've got to say, like, yeah, how cool is it that we're not doing like Thanos and the Infinity Stones for this? You know, yeah, like yeah. Uh, Marvel. Uh, sorry, what was it called? Ultimate Alliance Three kind of thing. Um, not that that was bad. Um, it's just cool that we're you know breaking new ground, and the fact that it's got new so soul Jesse like actually makes me I'm really, really happy. really intrigued by this. I love the concept oh. of um, Disney in this case, kind of like what they've done for Star Wars, I guess. Picking like the cream of the crop and getting coming approaching these developers as fans and being like, hey, look, play. In That's this. I love that. Such I don't care sign. if it's based on an a, you know an '80s comic book run that you know didn't do very well if that's what you want to do we trust you mm. you know like ugh. and now I they can take that. a risk with it yes like this is just like supernatural demons that you're fighting you're fighting lilith who was the hunter's mother in this one um and she look, lilith looks like a character from wow like it's so not marvel but can we talk about one thing about the trailer the song can we as a society, stop playing slowed down covers of classic songs. Now, I'm not a Metallica fan, but did you need to do a slowed down version of Enter Salmon over the trailer? Now, to be fair, when it kicks off, it's it's kind of cool. Like hearing Enter Salmon and seeing Wolverine worked really well because he, he come on, he likes he likes Metallica. He seems like one of the people. Who, I'm a fan of licensed music. You know, bring on emotions that I already have associated with certain songs. You know, bring them to the table and really getting me invested in this short snippet of an upcoming game. But in this case, it was just kind of yeah. I don't know. I thought it was a mobile Weird. game. Honestly, yeah. I thought it was the future United or whatever Marvel game that they're pu- they're currently pushing for mobile devices. Uh, I yeah. didn't think this was going to be Fire Axis's Marvel. You know. Just um, sort of on topic, but slightly off topic. 
I reached my limit during the introduction of Disney's Jungle Cruise, where they played a slowed down acoustic version of Nothing Else Matters by Metallica. No, I'm fucking done. It's a Disney movie. Jesus Christ. If Metallica can, if Metallica gets so mad about people you know, ruining the sanctity of their songs, you know, the whole LimeWire thing, can they get mad at Alicia Cara or whatever her name is doing a cover of this fucking song and making this cool game seem like a mobile game? Look, good for her. She's a great voice. The, the band who played the music in the cover, they were pretty solid. It sounded good. But just don't, I don't need that. No, don't do it. And yeah. Don't slow down songs and put them over the trailers. I don't want the next Spider-Man No Way Home trailer to have a slow down version of Mad World over it or something like that. Oh, I don't need God. that in my life. It's already slow. You can't slow it down anymore. I know it's even slower. Oh my God. Slow down version of Baby Got Back oh, yeah. or something. i tell you what, one of the most recent ones that got me is for a game that I'm really excited for. Life is Strange True Colors. When they had the chick sit down with the acoustic guitars. And she starts playing Creep. (laughs) And it's like a teenager sitting in a room playing Creep and crying. I was like, I feel I I love this, but I don't know if I'm loving it for the reason you want me to. You know, (laughs) it it blows me away. For that to land... For that to land properly, that song or whatever they do in Slow Down, it needs to have like contextual weight. Last of Us 2 did it well. When Ellie picks up the guitar, she's trying to like serenade someone, but the song that's got a lot of meaning to her, (sighs) there's layers to it. Okay. And then you can also start playing whatever the fuck you want. And I I used to love watching um, um, Mark Hoppus when he streamed Last of Us. He would sit there with a guitar. He would play Blink songs. Dude, in the theater. God, dope. Goddamn best. Oh, that's so Man good. genius. I mean, like, yeah, that's that's actually a perfect example. Like, that's a moment in a game that caught me completely off guard. And I, I still look back on fondly. And I listen to that cover, like, once a week, at least. So good. Oh, my heart. Well, a trailer that actually had a, a bit of a, a fucking rocking soundtrack to it. Docker V. Now it's pronounced Docker V. I watched a bunch of YouTube videos because I thought, is it is it Doki V? Is it Doki Five? Did I miss it on the other four? Docker V from Pearl Abyss. V. This game was first re- um, revealed back in 2019. I didn't, I didn't know that. Um, it was initially marketed as an MMO, so I guess maybe that's why I checked out. This is one of the most bombastic, fun, and colorful trailers I have. ever ever seen one of the most attractive trailers i've ever seen this 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 has blown my mind and this is a game i'm I'm hoping this game sticks the landing because i just smiled when i first saw this this made me really happy it's um creature collecting open world action adventure so rest in peace pokemon you're done okay (laughs) um you play as like a little kid you traverse this amazing looking city. We didn't really see much of like other environments. We mainly saw, saw this one city. Um, you traverse it with skateboards, rollerblades, hang gliders, a llama, jet skis. And then it seems like you fight creatures and you capture them in some way, maybe in a cart or a ball. It wasn't quite clear. Um, Cause the trailer didn't give, the trailer showed a lot. It's quite a long trailer. It goes for about four minutes. And I think it goes for that long so they could play that whole song. Yeah. That I think was written for the game. That was some bombastic shit, man. It Blitzoon suited the trailer vibes. perfectly. Yeah. Okay, what... I don't even know where to start with this game because there's... I want to talk about it so much, but there's so little to go on. Oh, no. Yeah, you catch these monsters and it's 
these monsters are based on Korean folklore. Um, and the developers wanted to create a world. They said, like, you know, the elements of this world will feel obviously weird and otherworldly. But they didn't want the world itself to feel like that. They wanted to make it feel familiar. So it's ba- they try to make it feel like a really fun pop version of Korea. And I don't. This, this is landing with me so hard. This is what Pokemon. Whenever we talk about what Pokemon should look like and should be, it is this to a T. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> said, Josh, what did you think about this? I uh, dude, like as soon as I saw it, I wanted to hop in the our group chat and be like, "Yo, what is up with Do- <laughs> Doki V, Doka V, um, Dokov?" Looking at this game immediately, like one of the most attractive looking games I've ever seen. Something about the visuals just like tickle me in a in a dumb like six gen 3d platformer kind of way this makes me think of like super mario sunshine um it yeah. makes me think of mm. running around these big open worlds and then i'm like dude i want to go out there on the water i wonder if i can swim and the next shot's a bloody jet ski rocking up on the shore and i was like yes yes let me explore the world like this i don't know what i'm actually going to do in it i guess they have a lot of time you to explain catch, that. Um, Pokemon. I hope I guess. so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like they've they're called Doka Doka Bees. They're called Doka Bees. Doka Bees. You catch and befriend Doka Bees. Oh, Doka Bees. From what I saw, there was an alarm clock man, an ant eater, a boxing bear, a duck with a cool hat, <laughs> yes. uh, some birds, and, uh, and uh, some robots. <laughs> All my favorite Korean folk tales. I was going to show you. Wow. <laughs> yeah. The duck with the hat. I want to know the Korean yeah. folk tale about the duck with a hat. <laughs> but it's a like, nice hat. It actually, I don't know. It's just a, it's a silly little thing, but there's just something about this game that was really captured my imagination. Um, I'm interested in seeing more from it. Um, I imagine it's probably going to be some kind of, you know, gacha game, um, you know, like Genshin Impact or whatever. Um, I'm still wanting to give it a shot. Especially jumping in and, you know, giving Fortnite a try and being more open to just hopping into these kinds of games that don't normally tickle my fancy. Um, I'm really keen to actually check out this game. I'm really excited for it. Dylan, Mr. I don't like kids games. I'm 30 years old. I'm 30 going on 70. Killing, you're a lovely person, one of my best friends. But you're an old crank. <laughs> okay. Wow. Get off my lawn! Nah. So I want to know what you think about this. You're the litmus test, Jesse. Like, there's something undeniable in the we appeal got of this Gosh, game. We this got is something, yes. man. Come on, Gramps! I got like you're gonna be flossing by Thursday. The thing that really got Fuck me, yeah. not the flossing, but the <laughs> the um. Uh, the, the ways that you can traverse the environment you know there are vehicles there's stuff josh mentioned the jet ski you know you can see people just like speeding uh-huh. through this world and then there's so many shots of people just like floating overhead with like i don't know like umbrellas or float like yeah. balloons or some shit like i don't know what it is i've got no idea what's happening it's crazy <laughs> but it's You're beautiful and it looks fun and it's varied and different that's so exciting to me i love that the traversal struck a chord between two games that do traversal in different ways, but in both, I, I like them both for their own the ways to do it. Um, there is Sunset Overdrive. Oh, yeah. The way things was kind of stringing together and it was about the style. Like when mm. you're on your skateboard, you're doing tricks and it seemed to be that if you did tricks, you, you started getting a little bit faster. You could also drift with it. Yeah. So there's a little bit, it's a lot of style there. But the way that you could kind of go fast and slow down and swap between things reminded me of Breath of the Wild. When you go from 
you know, surfing down a mountain on your shield, jumping off the edge, going to your glider, and you suddenly just slow down and just the vibe of the game suddenly changes. Yeah. There was a really familiar shift when the character is skateboarding and jumps off and then starts gliding and it just slows down. It becomes just it's like magnificent vista in front of you. The game looks so goddamn wow. pretty. Wow. I, I can't. <laughs> I think. So what this game does for me is it's bright. Now, other games can be bright and cartoonish and colorful. I'm thinking of something like a, a Rift Apart, okay? Ratchet and Clank. But now this, this isn't a bad thing about um, Rift Apart. That game is probably the best looking game I've ever played. But everything is very hyper-detailed. So you can see every little mark in, in something, okay? And there's a lot of textures to everything. This had a lot of kind of flat, basic surfaces. And they didn't go too overboard with the shadows. So you didn't have these massive pockets where you probably would naturally, in a real world, have shadow and you would have some dark areas. This is just... This had, like, high beams on it. And it worked. Because, yeah, you, it does give you the same vibes as, like, a Mario game. This has a very yeah. Nintendo color palette to it. Because you get that same vibe from Nintendo games. You don't get a lot of shadow with them, which covers up. They want you to see the colors and have fun with them. And that way you can start, you know, associating that art style with just being happy. It Colorful games make you happy. <laughs> okay, that's how my dumb lizard brain works. <laughs> And it's just, oh my God, this is just got serotonin going. And let's face it, we're in lockdown. I don't have much. <laughs> I don't have much. Yeah, Jesse, you're, you're right. There is something that is just scratching that weird, like, happy itch. It's the same feeling you get when you watch a cheesy rom-com or something. Uh, that, like, for me, it's just, like, something real basic and human. When, you, when, you, when I look at that game, I feel like, oh... This is good. I don't know what's happening, but it's good. It's good. It makes me happy. I have one worry about this, though. Okay. I did one worry. It gave me vibes a little bit. When you go on YouTube and you get an ad for... Oh, I can't remember. What's the, what's the one that's going around at the moment? Fuck. Whatever Al- it is. Albion Online Al- or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> whatever the fuck it is, okay? But not so much that, because you see gameplay in that. But you know when you see these, like, amazing... Um, CGI cutscenes of a game. It's oh. like, wow, this is gonna be this is gonna be the greatest like MMO ever made. And the mobile game, Raid Shadow Legend CG is top notch. <laughs> yes, man. honestly, and I'm worried we're about to have that situation with this thing. At least Jesse, it's not because a- we know we saw no like HUD. We saw no gameplay proper, and so that makes me still think like, what exactly is this? Is this gonna be you know? Are the fights going to be covered in, in different um, menu screens like Final Fantasy? It works for some people, it doesn't work for me. Is this just going to be like a gacha game, like you said? Mm. I don't know. I think, Josh, you're onto something when you say that. I, I, I just see the signs, the writing's kind of on the uh, wall with that. Like, it feels like that's where it's going. But, Jesse, look, man, at least it's not a, like, level don't one gacha hopes up versus level 30 boss type thing, okay? It's not that kind of mobile game. It'll be cool. I think it'll be oh, cool. Oh, I'm going to have a level positive. 30 hat duck. Oh, shit. Yeah. My level 30 hat duck's going to fuck somebody oh, up. Yeah. Dude, oh, I want to have the, a the pirate kid, ship. I want to get a crew together in Doka V. Hells, yeah. <laughs> I want to go invade what? some islands. <laughs> Something else I really liked about it is you play as a kid. So it just seemed like you're kind of seeing the world from a kid's point of view. 
so everything's a little bit more bright and fun and you're playing with your friends and it seems like all your friends catch these monsters as well also i think you transform one point so it might have that whole like anime thing yeah. that like at night time you're like some sort of hero or something like you catch things <laughs> hells yeah, yeah. Uh, at night time you turn to a, at night time you turn to a hat with a, <laughs> a hat with a duck a duck with a hat but he's got frowny eyebrows oh. he's badass like kids he's mad. Oh, he's mad no oh. Speaking of games that, you know, go to weird places, but maybe this one is, is a one pack a little bit. Saints Row is getting a reboot. Heck yeah. And people are mad about it. Oh, no. And I think they've jumped the shark a little bit. Not 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 Volition, who's making... It's Volition, isn't it, who make the game? Mm-hmm. Volition? Yeah. Sounds right. It's fans who watched the first reveal, which focus on a new gang, uh, a, bun- a bunch of hipsters, no other way to put it, People are mad that they think that, you know, they're making this game just about millennials. I'm not a Saints Row fan. I've never really been a big fan as well, but Keelan, I know you're into Saints Row. How about you, Josh? Um, Well, it's kind of strange. Um, I've tried playing like the first two a couple times. They just like never ran on my PC or whatever. Um, I, of course, I've played like Saints Row 3. I played Saints Row 4. Um, And although the comedy isn't something that really strikes much of a chord with me, um, I really love the progression in those games. Um, I think I brought it up last time I was on the podcast a couple of weeks back, but um, I love the rewards you're given for every little thing you do. You're constantly getting blown over with cool new guns that fire in different ways and change the mechanics or uh, vehicles that are either silly and gimmicky or are like a permanent like part of your stable of, you know, um, transportation around the map. Um so I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm really torn. I, I'm not sure. Like looking at this trailer, it looks very tame to me, of course. I've seen some of the gameplay come out though. And it, it looks like what I'd want from a Saints Row game. It looks game. Saints Row. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think if they're going down this avenue in order to give us some more fleshed out, interesting characters I'm going to be invested in. Yeah. And I believe they can do that because uh, as dumb as it is, they made me care about the Saints Row 3 and 4 characters who by all accounts, are not people I want anything to do with. But if they can have fun character moments where you just get to sit around listening to the radio and jamming out to the songs you hear, dumb 80s power ballads, 100%, I'm all in, you know? Um, Some slow down Metallica comes on the radio. That's pretty sick. <laughs> oh and then I turn God. it off. Uh, but <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm all in. Um, I do think it looks tame, but I'm, I, I trust that they'll do something cool with it. But you killed you're you're a bit of a Saints Row well, fan. I don't know where you get the idea that I'm a Saints Row fan from. Just made I, up for the content, I, really. I may have mentioned <laughs> that I've played the games. I played the original Saints Row in two thousand six. You're doing better than me. Yeah. When it came out. Um I didn't really like it. Um because I felt like it was trying to be GTA, but it didn't really have the technical like oomph for that like yeah. the, the, the GTA games I had played up to up until that point had. So I didn't really dig it. Um, I played Saints Row 2 on PC and it was such a clusterfuck of a weird experience. I put it down after like 30 minutes and never I couldn't get it, it up to again. run. I just like, yeah, it uh. it was bad. It was just like it ran poorly and it was also bizarre, like in a weird way. Like I just, I don't know. I couldn't suspend my disbelief for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's how it. Um, this new trailer, Jesse, um, 
I, I hated the trailer because in general I hate CG trailers. I just think like, what's the point? Just show us your actual game. Like there's no, there's no need. This tells me nothing about the game other than maybe a little bit about the characters if you put that in there. And even then, like I feel from everything that I've read and the experience that I've had with Saints Row, um, there are characters that are important to the fan base that are really popular and are have a surprising amount of depth to them i didn't see any of that in there like so what was the point of all that but yeah, then I, the gameplay that's a different story gameplay that's different something story. different isn't it? that's a different thing mm. i think this was not a great trailer to show off because it they took away a lot of characters that people love and they also really wound the game down so like you said the original saint row game seemed like GTA just without to be honest the talent of Rockstar behind them yeah the and resources. when they realized that was that their direct competition they couldn't get close to they decided to do something a little bit different with the franchise and they started to get very weird with it so they went to space they went oh, to yeah, hell they, they went to an alternate universe <laughs> they made you the president it got really strange and that's really? when I'm like I, can we can we actually say for one I just want to shout out like the expansions <laughs> for three and four. These are meaty like chunks of game. They give you so many like I'm always talking about the rewards in these games. You got like tons of vehicles and stuff like that. You get all kinds of cool outfits and like uh, little guns and knickknacks and stuff. They there were there were expansions or DLCs or whatever that you pay ten bucks for and you'd walk away being like damn, I just had a good time. I played like a quarter of a Saints Row game. Like, that's sick. And I've got three more in the next couple months. Cool but because they went so crazy, with, they had weird things that they could give you. I was like, oh, here's a boat that goes a th- 300 kilometers an hour, flies and has laser beams coming out of it. They could just do that. It's like, have it. Who cares a shit? Fucking have it. Yeah. Where do you go with that franchise? Mm. It got, it went to the end and look, it, it had pushed a lot of people away. I think if that was the type of game for you, Cool. Somebody like me who looked at it as like, okay, this looks like a little bit of a GTA clone. I wonder what will happen with it. They come back a few games later. It's like, oh, you're the president on a UFO. What, what's happening? Yeah, what did I, do I have to play the old yeah. ones to understand yeah. this? I think this is a smart idea. You need to reboot. You can't just keep pushing because of what was going to happen next. Whatever they did next, if they continued down that same path, wasn't going to be crazy I enough. just Whenever I see stuff like this happen... I, ju- I just think of Dragon Ball Z and the power creep in that show over the seasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, like, that is just such a pervasive thing in all forms of media, this power creep for long-running forms of media and franchises. 100%. And 100%. It's a right call. Just bring it back down, reset. Wind it back. Start again. <laughs> and look, Saint Row, they're just calling it Saint Row, whatever, we call it Saint Row Reboot. Saint Row Reboot 2 will go down a, a different insane direction well i'm I'm actually seeing this as a really interesting opportunity to take this kind of open world crime formula and take it down a different direction to where we see gta 6 going i know we talked about it the other week but i mean like if it's if gta is going to go down the gta online direction because it just prints money um it doesn't appeal to me Mm -hmm. i'm the kind of person who plays red dead redemption 2 and I like tear up because, you know, your character's looking in the mirror and he's talking about how ugly he is and how no one could ever love him. And you're like, oh, open world game. Why are you doing this to me? Um, <laughs> Why I'm feeling too much. I'm feeling too much. Um, and I like, I'd love to see GTA go down this dumb 
Red Dead path of ultra realism and contemplating morality and life and death and all this dumb stuff. Um, and then I see this game come out and it looks up my alley as a dumb single player kind of GTA like game. Um, but not bogged down by a lot of the GTA online stuff that doesn't appeal to me just personally as a player. Um, so I think this, it, it, uh, this presents an interesting opportunity for Saints Row to carve out their own niche of this demographic now. And I feel like we need it. <laughs> This yeah, I, I feel like GTA is stepping away from being quote unquote fun. Yeah. They're going almost for a, like a simulation sort of game. Whereas this has just gone fun. This is making me miss those open world games where you just go fuck shit up like Mercenaries. Back Mercenaries, when, Mercenaries, that's what yeah. I thought of. Mercenaries yeah. was the exact game I was gonna bring yeah. up. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, I need sick. a new Mercenaries game because I just want to call in like a bomb. Because that was the greatest feature that ever put into a game. Yes. You go to, you go to a building, it's like, oh, how am I going to take this down? Oh, huh. Nuclear bomb. We're like the, it's like the, a farmhouse. the only three Bang. mercenaries fans around. Like, they got us Hell together. Yeah, I'm so glad we're all together. <laughs> the last three left. Oh, that's sick. So, the new Saints Row, you got a new team. It is, yes, it is a team of hipsters, millennials, whatever you want to call them. But they want to start their own gang and they want to, you know, change the direction of sort of gang warfare in the Santo Ileso area. Uh, Santo Ileso has nine distinct dif- um, districts and three other gangs or gang types. You've got a very mil- militaristic one. You've got sort of your, your classic sort of cartel gang. And then you've also got the idols. The idols are, the, are sort of ones that are looking for the celebrity in crime. They overwhelm you with numbers. They have, you know, very uh, boisterous outfits. They have those light up wash dog helmets. Um, and then obviously, you know, the military one has a few futuristic weapons, blah, blah, blah. I love in, that. In a way. Oh, Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, like, I love that, um, that final one, the idols. Um, is that, yeah. uh, I love the idea that they kind of remind me of the old, like where the saints kind of got these arrogant, you know, douchebags yes. that are like selling like energy drink on television, you know, dumb stuff like that. These celebrities. Um, I love the idea of kind of taking them down as these new kids. Yeah, That'd this is great. They've That's made cool like angle. Instagram influencers and TikTok is the enemy. Like this is <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is funny. Oh. Like I don't understand. Like a lot of people again, the original the, the initial trailer is heavily downvoted on YouTube. And I feel because people saw that and they just so like what we saw in the trailer, that trailer wasn't good. Oh. They've just completely just been like, no, I don't want to touch this game. It looks quote too much like Fortnite, which is one of the dumbest things I've ever said. It's like that meme of when somebody's like, you know, somebody who's only ever watched Boss Baby watches another movie and it's like, I get really strong Boss Baby vibes from this, dude. It's like Scott people Morrison like, I've only ever played Fortnite. It's like, huh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like getting real crude energy from this whole pandemic. <laughs> It's the uh, weirdest thing this country's ever gone oh. through. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, no, if, if, if you've watched the trailer, if you're listening to this, and you've watched the, tr- the initial trailer and you didn't care for it, go watch the gameplay trailer because this looks fun. It looks like a really interesting world. Um, apparently, you can like build buildings in different districts. Um, so you could build like a waste facility in the upper class area because you're just like... Fuck these snobs. I'm going to be, build a waste facility here. I don't know how that works, but it sounds cool. And it sounds like... Um, so here's the studio behind this. Volition. Volition, Volition, isn't it? Volition. I said it, yeah, I said it before. 
Volition know they're doing it and they're sticking to their guns. Mm. They have started trolling a few people who keep hammering them on online, which I'm a big fan of. And it works with this sort of game, I think. And they come out and just said they're not backing down. Like, they don't care what fans say. They're like, we know what we're doing here. This is going to be good. Mm. It still has so much, like, childish, dumb shit humor that Saints Row is famous for. It's just not in that first trailer. you got to watch the rest. Um, and it also sounds cool. Like, you play as the you play as a character called The Boss, who will be customizable and stuff like that. Um, and so you run the gang. So I imagine the, the people we see in that trailer are just there, like give you missions and give you gun upgrades and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They're just... They're your homies. They're just side characters. It doesn't really matter too much. The whole point of this game is to have fun and blow shit up. And you know what you do a lot in that trailer? You blow a lot of shit up. <laughs> Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Who would have thought it? I am quite keen for this. I want to see some more of the game. Hopefully. You know, what I think would be really good would be a playable demo for a game like this. Like, I want to feel how it feels let to you blow loose shit in the sandbox. Up. Yeah. yeah have some confidence. Have a bit of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Have some confidence with some of these mechanics, man. Let me dive into some cars. Let me. That's right. Know, yeah. Cause some havoc. Yeah. Well, it shouldn't be too far off. 20 or 2022, they say. Who, who knows what that means at the moment? But I'm quite interested in, in that one. And I know we'll have definitely have uh, discuss, more discussion about it as more news comes to pass. But real quickly, before we start wrapping up, Marvel Midnight Suns, Docker V. Saints Row, Josh, pick one game. If you can only have one of those games, what are you getting? Oh, baby. Um, Docker V, big time. I mean, like, I love Pokemon. I love Digimon. I love all that stuff. And the idea of throwing that into an open world that looks this good um, and the, potentially the idea of being able to, you know, hang out with Jesse in it and, you know, do some skydiving or some silly stuff and collect some cute critters, 100% I'm in. Um, mm. It sounds dumb, but I think just the presentation of this was a lot of fun. And I, I think it says a lot that all of us with very different gaming tastes looked at this, kind of felt like it was a breath of fresh air. Um, so I, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing more about it. Even if it is Genshin Impact 2.0, I don't care. I'll give it a shot. It looks, it's won me over so far. What are you, Kills? Weirdly enough, uh, I don't know. Saints Row has, after seeing the gameplay, of course, has a bit of appeal to me. I might actually pick that up. I love Okay. That. Yeah. You know, I love that. We've all picked different games. I'm going Marvel Midnight Suns. Oh. Mm. Docker V, I, I have a bad feeling the best thing about Docker V is going to be this trailer. <laughs> and Saints Row, it's never really appealed to me. I'm going to have to see more from it because... While the whole gang stuff looks fun, it also does hit a lot of the same um, beats as like a Borderlands, which I don't care for. So I, I'm wondering, is it going to be too over the top for me? Because you know me, I'm such a grounded person. So I want to play Marvel Midnight Suns where you play as Wolverine and fight the devil. Um, I Playing this on the Switch is going to be really cool. I think it's going to have a banging soundtrack. And it's just, again, I like these weird pockets that like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, sorry, the Disney Plus Marvel stuff is exploring now with What If, these weird pockets of of Marvel lore that I know a little bit about, but I would like to know more about. And this seems perfect. I'll say, f- fuck you. Does Docker V and Saints Row, do they have Blade and Ghost Rider in it? No, you both are scrubs. <laughs> you both picked wrong. I'm angry. You've Let's wrap this one up. Poorly. <laughs> now, if you want to listen to more of our bullshit, we are on Spotify and iTunes, so subscribe and listen. I'm going to say subscribe and listen. 
you should subscribe and listen and then leave us a review. I can't even speak right now. Um, as always, a big thank you to Fan Critical Podcast Network. You can find all of their amazing podcasts also on Spotify and iTunes. Throwmodegaming.com. Give it, a, have a look at it. Check it out. That's where you can get all your gaming news from. My 12-minute review will be up there and maybe a Psychonauts review in the next few weeks, few weeks as well. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, you can find us at AUS. We're also on Twitch at that same address, AUS, where we record these podcasts live every week. We also have a bunch of streams we do each week and a bit of a post show. We'll stick around for a little bit and we'll have a bit of a chat. Um, and if you want to chuck a couple bucks our way, set your fan critical on Patreon. And you get access to all sorts of bonus episodes, bonus goodies. But with that, Josh and Kiel, always a pleasure. Thank you, you guys. Fun? It's great. You have fun yeah. tonight? Thanks for having me on. It's always Why fun. Why am I speaking like this? Mate, it was, always. It was nice unpacking Risky. a lot of the Gamescom stuff. There wasn't... I don't know. It didn't feel huge. It didn't. Um, it didn't but I yeah, also I wasn't, it more. I wasn't kind of underwhelmed with it either. Like, I think there were some cool snippets of things. I think we talked about it in the pre-show a little bit more. Um, but a little updates on the horizon coming. Um, little things, so, but nice little things. Yeah, yeah little treats. So uh, it was a nice way to kind of... Um, I don't know. It kind of feels like we put a cap on that, you know, during through to September kind of period of the hype cycle and things. Now we can let things move. Yeah. We can have some updates. Um, and I think this was really fun. Yeah. Um, well, I hope you listening on your headphones or at home or on your computer, wherever you're listening, hope you had fun with that. Um, if you have any thoughts on games coming or any games coming up, check it. Hit us up on the social medias. Tell us what you think. But until then, stay safe. Play some games, love each other, love yourself. Oops. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye, Bye you guys. Mwah.